Good morning, everyone. Talk Radio 930 WTAD. Always great when the mayor of Quincy, Illinois, Mike Trope, stops by the Mary Griffith Show just to give us an update on what's happening in our town and, frankly, sometimes even around the tri-states. How are you today, Mr. Trope? Doing great. Good. Good to be here with you again. Um, first and foremost, uh, before you leave today, I want you to take a look at the snowplow job done in the parking lot across the street. They did a great job clearing the parking lot. I have no complaint. But where they put the snow was on the sidewalk. <laughs> and they built a big pile that ain't going to be gone for till next Thursday. And, of course, the sidewalk is clear. Everything's clear. But you can't walk down it because there's still a pile of snow. That's never happened before, so it must have been a new operator. But it's just one of those funny things. I saw that when I came to work one day. I said, the parking lot is in perfect condition. How great for the city of Quincy. And then I went, uh-oh, they got to the end of the row and said, what's we going to do with yeah. this? Yeah. <laughs> so those things happen. I'm not being critical. I guess I am being critical, but I'm tongue-in-cheek. you got to push the snow somewhere, but I would have chosen somewhere else besides the sidewalk. So what's happening in the city of Quincy? What's going on? Uh, you know, there's a lot of activity. We had a meeting, uh, the new group that we hired for retail strategies. Uh, we had our first face-to-face meeting uh, yesterday. Uh, spent a little over three hours with them um, talking about our needs for additional retail and uh, which includes hotels and uh, drove them through the through the community show them you know the opportunities we have uh, where new development is where potential development is and so I think we're off to a very strong start it's let's go back it's kind of interesting the first company, I don't know, now that it's all past history, did they do a good job? I mean, yes, they got Target, but did they get Target? Would Target have come anyway? Because several people have said, you know, the stuff that happened, I don't know how much of it was their, you know, well, their good work. The the contract with Nexite, which is the contract that we had through um, just earlier this month, th- their... Uh, that agreement between the city and Nexite was that Nexite would contact retailers and give them information about Quincy, Illinois. There was nothing in there to tie a conversation between Nexite, the retailer, and one of our developers. Okay. okay. Uh, so the fact that developers did a lot of the work on their own, the initial contact could have come from next side and that's all you asked them to do right and so as an example i i spent with city staff uh planning development and legal uh something over eight months working with a developer that actually bought the former kmart property negotiating you know everything related to that project i was unaware that next site approached anybody you know, at GMX uh, about Target at all. Uh, we didn't hear from them until it's announced that Target's coming to Quincy. So, you know, and so this that begs, makes it frustrating. Yeah, this begs the question then, because um, why don't we just rely on you as the chief executive officer of our town and the face and spokesperson of our town, Gretif, the district, the Chamber of Commerce. We've got agencies already with paid directors. Why don't we just rely on them? Why are we hiring any outside third party? Well, Quincy has such a unique uh, need 
with the empty big box stores being closed. And it's interesting because we still hear that several of those big box stores that closed, Quincy's stores were in the top five nationwide. In yeah, J.C. Penny. J.C. Yeah. Penny had no reason really to close the Quincy store. Right. What in Hannibal stays open, ironically. Right. So, I think it was uh, it was such a unique need that we needed assistance to help uh, get in front of retailers because we aren't we aren't talking to uh, the the targets of the world on a regular basis. Now you get franchisees coming in. They want to open up a store, look at location, look at zoning. Uh, yeah, our building, our planning and development office, they handle those kinds of things pretty routinely. So I do think with the the needs and trying to grow the community to get back to that uh, significant retail hub, and we're well on our way. I mean, yeah. there's been quite a bit of improvement, and I do think, uh, but we have we have room. Let's build off of the momentum. And let's uh, see if we can't get several other, you know, uh, retailers to come into our market. Now, I don't know much. I mean, I certainly don't have a business degree and I've never owned a business. I've done a little private consulting. But, you know, to me, there's two ways this can happen. I have a girlfriend that her job is to travel around for a major nationwide firm. And she looks for properties to buy or lease so that this company can put an outlet there. Sure. That's one way to do it. You know, have your hired hand. You know, I own Mary Griffith, Inc., and I want to expand. So I send my minion out to see if Jacksonville, Quincy, or, you know, Kirksville is the best location. That's one way to do it. The other way is, you know, I'm Mary Griffith, and I love, you know, Subway Mikes or Jersey Mikes, and I want to have a Jersey Mikes in Quincy. So I call them and say, what would it take to get that here, and blah, blah, blah. So those are two ways to do it. This seems to be a third way, which is to, you know, kind of doing a marketing appeal just to let everybody know what Quincy has to offer. Am I off base in that assessment? No, I think or? that's good. And, again, the bigger the retailer you're trying to go after. Uh, the harder it is to get into their front door. It is. And I just, you just can't call them up and get to a decision maker or get to the right department in, you know, the real estate group or whatever in, in these companies. So, uh, having a group that all they do are these retail communications uh, between communities and retailers. We give them a list to try to focus. These are the type of retailers we'd like to see if we can get interest in Quincy. Uh, and, you know, we go, you know, we start the conversation. But we're, this new retail strategies relationship, I believe, gives Quincy a better focus on what we really are looking to get out of the the project. Uh, you know, if we can do it as quick as this year, great. It may take, you know, a little over a year. But w if we don't start, uh, we're never going to get any uh, traction. Let's talk about some other projects. The district had its annual meeting last night. I want to come mm -hmm. back to that. But this, this Cap Town or South 8th Street tax increment financing district that's being proposed, uh, I attend park board meetings as a reporter. I sit and listen. And it was interesting because the park district has not put money forward for riverfront development. They have said we don't want to belong to the TIF, although they can't pull out of it on their own. They're forced in. But one of the things they said that was interesting is, you know, I look at the projects that that's going to fund. It's going to cost the park district sixty grand a year in lost property tax revenue. Well, that's not true. 
Okay. okay. There's no lost revenue because of a creation of a TIF. But they, doesn't the tax, doesn't the property tax they normally pay go into some specialized fund then? No, only the growth. Only the growth. The, okay. So if you, whatever the taxing body earns this year for that property in the proposed TIF, they will continue getting that next year, the year after, okay, for that property. The growth in that district is what goes into the TIF account. Okay. And I, I probably misspoke. I'm not going to imply that the no, park board what, didn't know that, you know. That but, is what was stated. Yeah. And it, I guess they were saying, you know, one of the first projects is a city parking lot improvement. And they were basically saying, you know, it doesn't do anything for our parks and therefore it doesn't do anything for our taxpayers. And I'm just curious because all these bodies, it's always kind of been a rubber stamp. You know, if the city of Quincy can get Adams County to agree, and if Adams County can get to the city of Quincy to agree, you know, school board, park board, everybody else kind of went along because it's like, well, you know, we all have to kind of be pulling in the same harness. And there seems to be one group now that's, you know, pulling away a little bit. They are powerless to do anything about it because the city and the county are the big dogs on the sled, well, and, and, the, the and the school district's the yeah. biggest dog on the sled, yeah. I guess, maybe. And so whatever they want, you know, to happen will eventually happen. It's just like if you have a vote in your house, the kindergartner, you know, may get a vote, but they're probably not going to win. But what is your thought process on this, that um, these TIFs, are they really valuable? I mean, the city of Quincy seems to think that this is something valuable. Point to the TIFs we already have now to explain why adding a new one is valuable. Well, uh, getting a, a larger territory. So if you look at the improvements that are made in TIF East or TIF West uh, so far, the uh, lo look at the downtown area. The improvements made over the last 10-plus years, a big part of that came out of the funding by the TIF. You drive down State Street, and the whole request for TIF South came from some significant property owners near the 8th and State area. Right. It's not, gee, you know, the city wants to have a third or fourth or fifth TIF area. Local property owners are trying to maintain. They see the difference. Gee, how come all of this section of town has been improved significantly, and we aren't doing anything over here? Um, so with the commercial buildings, which is the key for any of the TIFs that we have, uh, we agreed. We took a look at it, and uh, yes, uh, the state and eighth area uh, makes a lot of sense. And you had, you know, like the State Street Bank has made a, a significant improvements in their facility. The school district has a neighboring property, Salem Church, um, you know, which is in that general area recently went through a significant uh, improvement in their facilities. So you have a core that's strong. But you mentioned two things there that, that are somewhat irksome because Salem Church pays no property tax. Correct. And the Quincy Public District. School District pays no property tax. Now, back in the day, and Mike, you and I remember it because we were youngins, we like to ride that escalator up and down at yeah. State Street Store because that was big, that was tall cotton for us kids. You had State Street Store, you had Sturhan Jewelers, you had State yeah. Street Bank, you had, well, the State Theater's still operating under a different, but, you know, you had the State Theater. Yeah. You had all those businesses there. You had Brown Drug Company or whatever it was, Rexall, right. whatever it was on the corner. There are some things that have taken over there, you know, that are still in existence, but 
that area definitely has gone down. So this is a way for them, the owners down there, to say, hey, let's get together, let's organize like they did in the district, in the downtown district, yes. and get 8th and State to kind of pull ourselves up by our bootstraps. Is that kind of what it's all about? It is, and, you know, a big part of the growth in TIF East and West is the reinvesting the money into some of these downtown buildings uh, really for improvements in housing. And, you know, a lot of the property owners, some of them have owned the property for well over 10 years, didn't do anything with it. They hear about the incentives that we offer for the small rental rehab, and they're like, well, how does that really work? They study it, and, well, this makes sense. I can uh, fix up two, three, four apartments upstairs, have housing for people. We're short on housing. And then they find, they go through that, make the investment, find tenants in there. They're like, well, we should have done this years ago. And what it helps is fill a housing need, uh, brings more people into the area. And it's just there's so many win-win-wins out of that. Well, the state and eighth area has... Uh, other buildings that could benefit from that as well. Oh, yeah. There's a lot of unused and, yes, there's a lot of property down there that is definitely underutilized. And the, thank, thank goodness State Street Bank is still there anchoring. Yes. And as far as keeping the building up, thank goodness the Quincy Public School is there, keeping right. that building in good shape. And, like you said, Salem Church and the people that own the State Theater. Right. And now Captown Cafe, and it's spilling down, you know, my... My pedicurist is down there. You know, I mean, every, it can I, spill over, you know, into other areas. Um, you know, Mary, let's get back to the park district because one thing that I didn't hear out of that um, uh, park district commissioner meeting is the benefit that Quincy helped them with the turf where the city of Quincy uh, <laughs> provided $300,000 to add turf to a couple other uh, fields in Wavering Mormon Park which is for tourism. It's going to help bring more teams, more events in, and our local families are going to be able to use it, you know, the other days of the, of the week, et cetera. So there is a benefit of working uh, between the park district and the city. Target, you know, uh, the property taxes that the school district, the uh, county, the park district had been earning for the 36 and Broadway over the last 10 years was very minor, very small amounts. Well, this, nobody else but the city put some incentives together to attract Target to that corner with the developer. But everybody, every other taxi group is benefiting from that. Well, the city didn't get recognized for that either. So I, what I hear you saying, and I don't want to cause a fight, because, I mean, everybody, everybody was very civil during that discussion at the Park District. I thought it was very, very well done. What you're what you're saying though is, Mr. Mayor, it's like, hey, you know, go along to get along because you know other agencies have helped you. So you know, publicly saying, and and I thought it was interesting because Mark Philpot said, I have to vote my conscience. I don't feel this will help my taxpayers, and that's who I'm responsible to. So I'm going to vote no, even though he knows it's going to go through. You're well, saying but, it would have been much better if he'd have just said, look, you know, we're all going to benefit from this. Maybe us. Directly, not as much, but then we're getting something, you know, that the city did for us. So let's just all well, go along together. You know, on. I don't know his comment. I haven't followed up with Mark, but within the month before that vote, Mark had asked us at a TIF meeting 
to take a look at a northwest side TIF for the residential area. So I think he likes TIF, but, you know, as a park commissioner, you're elected by everybody in the district. You, it's not like a city council member where you're divided in wards. So to some respect, you know, even though I, I'm not a physical neighbor of Mark, he represents me as a taxpayer sure. represents, yeah. as they don't a have park district. district. Yeah. And so, you know, I think that's something else that I think is, is missing in the conversations. Let's move on to the district. Um, last night they gave out some awards. They seem to be on the verge. Well, they are on the verge. It's going to happen to the 6th Street Promenade. It was so funny. I didn't realize we've been using that word promenade. And somebody called the other day on the Mary Griffith Show, what is a promenade? So I had said, oh, a walking area, you know, prom. You go to prom at the end of the school year. You used to walk in with your date and march and process and promenade. That's how the word prom got shortened for promenade. So promenade doesn't mean there won't be any cars on the street. Sixth Street will still be open, motor vehicle way. But they're going to make it much more pedestrian friendly. Right. And make the alleyways more pedestrian friendly. Make not just Sixth Street, but they're going to try to turn the corner. You know, they're again, it's like... um Spilling molasses. They're hoping it'll spread, you know, and everybody's sticky wonderfulness will spread around the corner and everything. What are your thoughts on what the district is getting ready to embark on? And one of your former colleagues, Brianna Rivera, now the director of the of the yeah, district. Yeah, no, c- congratulations to Brianna. I think she's going to do a good job. Her, uh, She's had a, a, a commitment to the district for quite some time. Mm-hmm. The And I think, she, you know, she's should be, be a, a very strong leader for the district and like to build off the successes. The the promenade will be, it is going to be an open street, but you're right, it's going to be easier to walk through, et cetera. But there are opportunities that we're going to be able to close the street down, just like they have been over the last several years with Makers Mart and several other events that they've held in that area. But it will be, a, uh, I think, a safer environment for foot traffic uh, and, and make a better front door for all those properties between Maine and Vermont. Speaking of front door, the welcome in. <laughs> Comments? <laughs> I drive by there almost daily. Um, we, uh, we're still in a... You're in a litigation situation. We with are. And These people are actually... So, this is so insane. Well, it's not insane. I mean, you can sue anybody for anything. Just get Jackie Childs to be your, to be your lawyer. <laughs> They're suing the city of Quincy for shutting them down because they were, you know, ready to fall down. Um, It's crazy. Yeah, we've had uh, a court hearing just this past uh, week on the 17th, and uh, the the other party, the owner's representatives, uh, came up with something else to take a look at. So the judge uh, gave our side time to take a look at that and respond to them. So... Um, we, you know, we feel we obviously have a very strong case. Well, when you take the engineering report that the owners prepared originally, and then we had our own independent engineering report, uh, come back and say that, yeah, it's even worse than it was six months earlier. Uh, we have a very strong case from a safety standpoint that we really needed to shut down. Since it's been shut down, we've never heard from the owners, the property owners, to say these are the improvements that we want to make. 
okay? And look, their own engineering report indicated they needed to make some significant improvements. Well, it's just too bad because it's such beautiful <coughs> property. Now the atrium is undergoing um, an upgrade, so that'll be good. What what else is new on the hotel movement? Um, you know, I think the the atrium's uh, investment, they're almost going to invest approximately the same as it would cost to build a new hotel. Yeah. <coughs> so I think it's going to be great to have another national flag hotel here in town. You can push that little cough drop and you press that black button if you want to cough, gotcha. Mr. Mayor, and I'll, it'll knock off your thing. Then Very I won't have to. Then you can. Then you I won't miss. Well, I won't miss any of your words. So it, things are looking good on the hotel, but is there a is there another hotel you want to talk we, about? I, I would. You know, we, we have less than 750 hotel rooms. Right. Uh, even the atrium renovating their building is going to take a couple of years. It's going to be a be- You know, even a more beautiful property. But it's not adding really any hotel rooms. No, it's just making the ones they have better. Correct, which is well. Which is great. Yeah. Yay. Yippee-yay. But but we're, we're talking, what we talked about yesterday, the retail strategies is, yes, here's a couple other sites for hotels. Uh, you know, I'd love to get, you know, a one or two more uh, here because our tourism uh, is going to be limited in its growth uh, for lack of hotel rooms. So true. I always like to give you a chance to talk about whatever you would like to talk about, because sometimes what's on my mind is not what's on everybody's mind. Uh, anything else for the good of the cause? Yeah, I think the other thing, there's been some rumors around uh, about sanctuary cities and if Quincy's uh, moving toward becoming one. And the short answer is no, we aren't. But because of... Um, Issues I know Chicago would not accept all the buses of people that were being sent there. Um, they then said, you got to take them to one of the suburbs, keep going north, south, east, west, but you can't drop your people off here. So then the fear is, well, would anybody drop people off in Quincy? Well, we, we've worked, I've worked with the social service agencies locally uh, to say, okay, what would happen? What do we have to do? How would we take care of these people for a day or two? We also found out that Chicago is still accepting uh, migrants uh, on a regular basis. However, there's a protocol. You have to have a schedule. This is when the people are going to arrive. This is the number of people, et cetera. And so we have put together uh, systems and reporting that if anything like that were to happen in Quincy, uh, yeah, we'll probably have to shelter people for a day or two, get it scheduled, and then we can uh, get... Uh, get them back on a bus and transferred up to Chicago. But really, let's talk politics, Mr. Trope. Mm-hmm. I mean, Governor Abbott and Governor DeSantis were sending people on buses to Chicago and to other cities that are democratically controlled as a stick in the back for, you know, hey, Democrats, it's all your fault. We've got this problem at the border. Quincy is controlled by Republicans at every level known to man. Why would Governor well, Abbott send a bus here? I mean, I, I think no people idea. are fearful of this, That which reality is they're going to stick it. The, yeah. the whole idea of the bus, listen, nobody on this, nobody putting these people on a bus gives a damn about these people. They just want them out of their hair. And they want to send them someplace that will embarrass the people to whom they're sending. I mean, they don't send people to Kamala Harris's house because they think she can really take them in and serve dinner there that night. It's all about embarrassing people. So I would say to people in Quincy who are worried about buses arriving, it's like, I mean... Why would anybody want to embarrass us? The whole point of the Republican 
strategy is to embarrass Democrats. Well, you have to remember, Mary, I mean, I'm a son of two immigrants. Right. Okay. And so I, you know, understand and support uh, legal immigration. Okay. Right. And I do make a, a, a differential uh, between the two. I think there are some good people that, you know, are coming to the U.S. for the right reasons. Okay. And they ought to be welcome. And honestly, as many people with skills that our area employers are looking for, if any of these people coming have a skill and want to work. If you're a registered nurse or a welder, please get on a bus. Yeah. <laughs> we will be happy to be your sanctuary city. Yeah. And so. But you're right. I mean, I just, I think sometimes, I think it's good to have a plan and to think ahead what yeah. would happen. But I think some of these things are so politically motivated. This little scare tactic that Quincy's going to somehow be overridden, overwhelmed by, you know, migrants coming here is you know, rather I don't, a ridiculous statement. Uh, that that wasn't my approach. Uh, I can see where you're coming from uh, to make that, that comment. But to me, it's no different. You know, we don't have another welcome in that we have hundreds of people living but thank God we have the social service agencies And there's, an agent, there's a fair going on that, right now. That could take care of that. Solve problems, people's problems. Yeah, are. and then the other side is uh, what happens if a tornado were to come in the spring and the people aren't destroyed but their facilities are, their homes are. Well, we still need to shelter these people and provide some food, clothing, shelter for them. So it can work for any kind of an emergency situation. Now, again, I hope I never have to use it, just right. like I hope I never need homeowner's uh, insurance <laughs> sure. for the fire, okay? Right. Yeah. But I have it just in case something like that were to happen. Okay. Mr. Mayor, thank you so very much. Always a pleasure to have you on board on the Mary Griffith Show. We'll talk to you again next month. Try not to get in any fights with anybody in the city council between now and then, okay? We're heading, we're heading up to the Earth of Farmers Cooperative to see what's happening in your farm markets today. It is 10 minutes away from Fox News at the top of the hour. Don O'Brien from the Better Business Bureau is my guest today. Don, this is the second time that the St. Louis Better Business Bureau, unfortunately, has put Quincy on the front page. First, we had a used car scam from a used car agency mm -hmm. that's been out of business for years. And now a Quincy family has been scammed by an online, let us stream your loved one's funeral. And this is not affiliated with any of our local nope. funeral homes. They are absolutely blameless in this. What is up with all of this? You have to be so careful when you buy anything on the Internet. Isn't it the lowest of the low? It is the lowest of the low because you get this link that says Grandma's funeral is going to be streamed at you know such and such a day at such and such an hour. And you go to log on and it says, oh, you're not a member. You have to give us your member. You have to give us your banking information or a credit card number right now, or you can't see Grandma's funeral. And of course, a lot of people in bereavement will say, "Well, I didn't, I didn't go to Quincy because I thought I could watch it online." Correct. So they to put in their banking information or they put in their credit card. Number one, Grandma's funeral doesn't come up either way. But number two. <sighs> yes, Eureka Dead. I mean, so it's it's this it's, is kind it's, of an it's beyond despicable. Yeah, it's kind of an offshoot of, and I know we've talked before about the high school streaming uh, uh, thing. If you want to watch uh, 
Quincy High against Notre Dame. Uh, oh, go to this link and you can catch the game tonight. And again, the, they're they're trying to mine for your information. They want to get that banking information. They want to get that credit card information. And then you just reach a dead end. It's not as if you put your information in and you get redirected to the actual thing. With this latest scam, though, um, the telltale, no funeral home is going to charge you to pay to witness your loved one's funeral. Uh, and the scammers who put this one together were pretty slick. I mean, there is a, um, you know, I was the one who actually got a friend request from the scammers. They wanted me to be befriend, befriend this supposed funeral live scam page for this person who just passed. <gasps> yes. <sighs> Uh, so I'm like, okay, well, this doesn't make any sense. So then they had that, then they had a link to their, to their website on there. So because, I, again, we don't want you going around clicking links, but I have a pretty strong firewall for, because of what I do. So I'm like, okay, I'm, I know I'm pretty safe and going and going and checking this out. And, uh, you go to the website, there's a photo of the deceased on there with a little video player like YouTube. You click that, and that's when they said, hey, you need to be a member. So, you know, we just wanted to get the information out. Yes, you're, you're 100% right. This, this is, these are scammers probably overseas somewhere, um, per- perpetrating this fraud. Um, Quincy's the first place that it was reported in the U.S. We previously aired reports of this in Australia and Ireland, but for whatever reason, um, Quincy, Quincy. Was, Quincy, Quincy was the one. Well, they're got... probably the first one to report it. It's probably been a scam. Yes. It's been, you know, and a lot of things. So what else is on your agenda today? Because, boy, we had about 80,000 things to talk about, but we only have five minutes left. I know. Well, I just, uh, you know, we, it, are you a resolution person? I, I, I know we're at the end. I, I just said before we came on the air, it's 11 months till Christmas. Um, I tell you what, I'm a resolution for people who think who want to remind me it's 11 months till Christmas. There you go. That I'm against in every <laughs> shape and form. I was joking. But we, we came out earlier this, uh, and by the way, we're, we're past the time where you can say Happy New Year, right? Even though it's the first, not the first time I've seen you, but the first time I've seen you on air. True. You can say Happy New Year to I can me. still, I can still. I don't care. Just okay. Don't tell me it's 11 months till Christmas. I'm going to have to be forced to beat you with a stick. Well, we want people this year to be fraud free. Of course, if you are fraud free, I'm out of a job, but, but we yeah, want you. We would love you to become unemployed. Yes. I don't think it's going to happen though because we're all going to do stupid things. Yeah. So there are five little tips here that, uh, that we put out earlier this month. Uh, one of those is that we want you to resolve to research before you buy things, and this is especially when you go on to the, the world of online shopping. Uh, you need to ask yourself a couple questions, Mary, when you do your online shopping, because I know you're such an ardent online shopper. I've never bought anything online, I don't think. But if you ever do, I want you to ask yourself, is this person or business I, I know and trust? Uh, you can't believe the number of uh, reports we get to our BBB scam tracker about um, you know folks who see something on a Facebook marketplace and say, oh well that person they're from they're from Golden so you know I can I can certainly buy from them because they're around here they ain't from Golden they're just trying to get your money um, do they have a working customer service number you can't believe the number of people that reach out to us and say well I can't get a hold of this business because there's no number for them to get a hold of. See if they have a working service number. Also, see if they have a brick-and-mortar location and actually go, air quote, visit it. It is so easy to go online now and find out, um, you know, if, if, a, if a location actually exists. We had a situation a couple of years ago where people were buying something from the some, a supposed NFL shop in Chesterfield. Well, the shop was in the middle of a cornfield. 
and the people who spent their sent their money to the scammers didn't get anything, and uh, they didn't get their NFL products, and basically lost money. Had they just taken the one little step of going to quote unquote visit the location, um, they would have saw that it they would have seen it was bogus. Well, if they'd have just understood that if the Rams can leave in the middle of the night, then why would there be a real NFL shop there? Oh, bazinga! Bazinga! Um, is website secure in, you know, look up information, you know, go to BBB.org to see what people are saying about the business. Um, you know, that's especially true um, if you're going to have a major uh, purchase. Let's say you're going to have put on a new roof or, you know, get a deck built or, you know, do landscaping. Go check out BBB because, you, you know, you just th- these these salespeople are very smooth talking and they may say that, oh, we have all these great reviews and hand you the sheet of five star reviews. Well, you've got to check that stuff out to see exactly if they're legitimate or not and run the do a research on ask them who their owner is and do a research on him or her. Because what sometimes happens is that Joe Blow uh, may pop up in the tri-states. But he was out in South Carolina and had an F rating with BBB and, and left people high and dry there. So uh, do your research. If you do your research, the chances of you becoming scammed are less likely than if you don't. I would say buy local, buy local, buy local, yep. which we always say at WTAD. We've had you, Don, you've been on that for several years. It's like people buy from a florist, you know, florist yes. near me or whatever. It's mm-hmm. like, and it's, it's like, you don't know? No. Good Lord, people. There are plenty of local people mm-hmm. that have been in business for decades that are selling flowers. You know, Hanson's Beard, Duker and Haw, and, and O'Donnell Cooks, and have been around forever. Buy your streaming service through them. Yeah. It's well, crazy. And you, but you don't have, the, the thing is, you don't have to do anything with that, with, with, with the funeral. It's, it's free. If they do, if they put it on there, it, they're not going to charge you anything for that. So right. I mean, that's just a, you know, yes. I, I think I just am completely and totally fascinated by on the one hand we're constantly telling people to be aware of scams and on the other hand more and more people are turning to that magic box called the internet mm-hmm. which is good i mean i'm i i know i mean okay i have bought things on the internet before it's a it's a last resort for me but i, I understand it's it's acceptable mm-hmm. but it, i get there's just so much out there it's like buy local yes why in the world would you go to all this trouble to google search when you could, you know, find, you know, if you want, if you need copy paper, go to Illinois School Supply. I mean, come on, don't act like you live with your head under a rock, like you could have possibly never heard of anybody who could supply these needs. Well, I think part of it is we've become lazy. Now that we have, we, you know, you can sit in your house and have everything brought to you. Uh, so it's, I think there's, I think Especially that's... if you're married to my husband. <laughs> <laughs> I see what you did there. Hopefully he's listening. Um, so yeah, so do do your research. Don't fall into uh, any traps. Another one I want to I want to hit on here. Uh, uh, I resolve to keep your computer safe. Uh, all obviously the computers automatically update with our with our spyware and all that malware. Now we want you to on your tablets or your phone or your email. Don't click on any links that you don't know um, about. If somebody you think like if if I sent you a link, you would probably call me and say hey. Don, did you really send me the link to this? Is this a legitimate link? I hope you would do that. You probably right. would. But because, just because you know me uh, doesn't mean you can automatically trust me. Uh, trust me, again, because somebody could In be saying that I'm their me. So so the other day when I got that big airline refund, even though I haven't bought an airline ticket in a long time, that was probably a scam. I didn't prob- even click on it. Probably a scam, yes. But you know and what? This... I could be out $10,000 because you never know if it was true there, Don O'Brien. I trusted you. 
I could be out big money. Yeah, you could have been. If you haven't bought an airline ticket, why would you have an airline ticket refund coming your way? Makes no sense. Always wonderful. Maybe I'll have to have you on more often. Or maybe put you on a different day so that when I talk to the mayor for too long, which is never too long with the mayor, it doesn't run into your time. I'm here for you. I know you are. That's why I love you so much. Thank you for being part of the Mary Griffith Show.